0: Hello and welcome to the Rudo Love podcast, a series of interviews and anecdotes tailored for the inquisitive souls of today. On this episode, I'm sharing with you an update on how I'm finding being a podcast host, what I plan to introduce, and I'll leave you with some food for thought as a sweet, juicy treat from me to you. First, how am I going with the Rudo Love podcast? Well, I'm loving it. <laughs> I feel like a real purpose is being filled out here. I'm enjoying becoming a better listener, and with each of my oo interviews, I feel myself getting better at actively listening, hoping I'm keeping the guest on track and ensuring I'm responding enough to the content. Disclaimer, I want to be even better at this. Additionally, I have a double-stacked appreciation for organizers and facilitators. I mean... <laughs> To book people week after week is epic and hard work. (laughs) I've also noticed some really interesting aspects of myself come out, which is awesome, new growing, learning, and journeying. I've noticed resistance to record certain things I planned out right from the beginning, especially ones where I'm showcasing works I've written. So let me address this with some wisdom keepers on this very human quirk Sam Harris describes the brain as an abusive roommate (laughs) that follows you into every room saying really unhelpful things like yeah yeah you (laughs) who do you think you are why would anyone be interested in your thoughts (laughs) Yeah, that's my nasty roommate accusing me and yet I persist so, I've decided to pre record a bunch of shorter solo episodes so that when I don't have guests, I can plonk in a short story, an essay, an anecdote, a song, things that won't age. This is universally a good idea, by the way. A lot of podcasters swear by it. So, it's worth mentioning if you aren't a podcaster but want to be. Let me speak into my fear as I approach these solo recordings. I'm a performer, true, but reading original works is the bit i'm the most unpracticed at sure sure i've done it but i've had to face really big waves of fear before during and after doing it so to be clear what i'm planning to record will be eclectic some of it will not be your cup of tea and for some of you you'll be like yes there's the content that's what i was looking for more erotic short stories Rudeau. (laughs) Um, I know who you are. Rest assured, I will always let you know what you're in for before I begin. So even with this new format, if you're a listener and you're not here for erotic fiction, I do hope you'll continue to follow my show, knowing there's so much variation within me and it just all wants to be practiced and have a chance at being exhibited. Remembering the way you uplift and encourage others makes ripples you never can underestimate. Mm, i'm gonna say it again the way that we uplift and encourage others makes ripples you can never underestimate so on facing fear i thought i would leave you with some flowy wisdom i've collected on confronting fear I've often gone through fear inventory practices as part of working with Michelle Casey, who I've had on the show and you know is an incredible personal coach, love luminary, relationship expert, sexuality and empowerment luminary. Um, yes, Michelle Casey. To examine my fear instead of ignoring it has got to be one of the top most powerful things I've taken away from MK. That's Michelle Casey. MK, that's what I call her. This fear inventory is an act of journaling it all out. What are you afraid of? What's your fear on what the future act will bring? Quite settling it is to journal it out instead of holding it in, unexamined and still wild and wriggling in your mind. Also, I read an essay written by Amanda Gorman called Why I Almost Didn't Read My Poem at the Inauguration for those of you who don't remember her, she is the poet who performed her original work called The Hill We Climb at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's inauguration ceremony of January 2021. In her essay about this event, Amanda speaks to a very potent reframing of fear. She begins by setting the scene for us, letting us in on the moments leading up to the inauguration, remembering that, Here's the first female vice president, first black vice president. And here Amanda is, a young black woman, the burden she's carrying as she prepared to step into an arena that was flooded with a novel violent pandemic, violent racist insurrections, rising police violence, and friends, even friends telling her to buy a bulletproof vest. Amanda and her mother were practicing the duck and cover moves if there was gunfire. Her mother practiced shielding her daughter's body from imagined bullets. (laughs) God, let that sink in. This kind of fear isn't just an existential fear that most performers can appreciate. So yes, I'm riveted on my seat with her description of her lived experience of her fears. (laughs) And then, Amanda smallest of heroes and master of words let's loose the turning point I've always wanted to hear should she even go through with this? she speaks of the early morning contemplation of turning her gaze directly to her fearful thoughts she investigated the inventory of fears inside of her the imagined list of potentials coursed through her intentional gaze and the one that stood out one standalone fear stood out and stopped everything. It was the fear of having to live with not having read her poem. Oh, <laughs> Amanda, I know this fear. Of all the fears your sweetheart and mind examined, I know this one the most in my own life. You beautiful artist. All you beautiful artists out there. <laughs> so I think about my comfort with not recording my work, not publishing the creative products I've spent time with. While my life is sheltered and blissful, I know some fraction of fear. And I will not let my fear of not being good enough result in not having done anything and everything in my power to share the work that comes forth. Oh, so I've named my fear for you. I'm scared I'm not that talented. And so, here's my rite of passage as an artist to unshackle myself and read and exhibit and publish and fuck the critics, especially my inner roommate critic of my own mind. <laughs> mm. George O'Keefe famously wrote that to be brave is one thing and to be bold is the next step. Being brave is like leaping off a cliff. Being bold is doing so knowing that you are being guided and supported as you leap. So I go forth to boldly fulfill my brave and intentional life. Thank you for listening. I will see you again all of y'all, I'm gonna come at you with all of my creative prowess. <laughs> Stay tuned for more episodes of the Rudo Love Podcast and original works. And as always, juicy, juicy, ooh, ooh, interviews interspersed. And may you all live a beautiful, and creative, and inquisitive life. I hope.